Hey, yo, this is Santana, repping proud and powerful, but most of all, repping the hardest city in the world, NYC. And you're listening to Bad Light Podcast. Boom. This is episode 12 of the Bad Light Podcast. Our guest today is David Perez. Uh, Not a whole lot of notes before we dive into the podcast. Just want to, uh, again, remind you about Bad Light Zine issue two. Uh, We're currently sold out of issue one, but we'll have those available again soon. Issue three will be on its way sometime in the next couple months here. Uh, Also, if you are in the UK and waiting to uh, have some local shipping options there, Mecca Shote will have those available as soon as Friday. Uh, as well as some other different random things that I've put out that I sent over with them. So uh, if you're trying to check out some of my photo work and didn't want to pay the crazy shipping costs, can't blame you. Uh, MeccaShote.com starting Friday will have uh, some of my products in stock. Now onto our episode today with David. Uh, you'll probably know him better as Second Gunny or Second Gun NY on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, he's a New York-based photographer, uh, works a lot with House of Glory. Uh, we talk about how he got into wrestling photography uh, kind of serendipitously through uh, photographing um, esports. So uh, we talk a lot about that. Uh, David's awesome. This is our first time we've really, really chatted um, in, in depth, and it was a great conversation, as all of these have been. Uh, if you want to find him online, you can find him at Second Gunny Two N D G U N N Y on both Instagram and Twitter. I want to say thanks to Santana from Proud and Powerful and the Inner Circle for today's intro. You can find him on Twitter at Santana underscore Proud. I want to thank Nothing for use of their song Bent Nail from their album Guilty of Everything that plays before and after the podcast. Dennis for editing this episode. You can find him on Instagram at CILA Club. John Jr. for the logo and the icon for today's episode. You can find him on Instagram at outlaw.press. And me, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at brainbuster underscore and brainbusterinc.com bigcartel.com you can find any of my books zines pins stickers anything i've put out uh badlightzine.bigcartel.com uh for just the bad light stuff now on to today's episode david how's it going man it's going good it's going good awesome awesome so you're coming to us from new york correct yes awesome bronx Bronx. all right cool you're a second guest from the bronx already uh we had sophie on as well uh representing the bronx pretty well um so I guess we'll just kick right into it. Like, uh, for somebody that's not familiar with you and your photography, tell us about how you got started uh, shooting wrestling photography specifically. Um, so I, I can actually start from skateboarding because it actually yeah, makes great. Full, it actually makes Perfect. a full circle. Um, so when I got into photography, it was actually from skateboarding and you know trying to take pictures of my friends because we didn't really have no you know video people, photographers, and anything like that. So there was a friend of mine uh, named Nelson that he was rollerblading and stuff like that. He ends up, uh, you know, uh, I'm, I'm taking pictures of him and stuff like that. We're, we're just getting a lot of footage and whatnot. So 2018, because now it, this was probably back in 2010. So 2018, um, I, I get back into photography because I, I'll, I'll get back into that. that story. Yeah, yeah, we'll get there. Story and everything. <laughs> we got time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 2018, I end up seeing him again. And he's like, hey, dude, you, you know, I'm working for House of Glory. I'm wrestling over here. Why don't you come out and shoot? Because I know you're still doing photography. So I was like, 
okay, you know what? Let me just give it a shot. Let's see how it goes. And then from there on, forget it. It just blossomed. So were you a wrestling fan at that point? Or did you just know this dude through skateboarding and you were like, oh, this seems cool. I'll go shoot it. No, yeah, I was always a wrestling fan. My, cool. very, my very first pay-per-view that I ever saw was Undertaker versus Undertaker. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Uh, so, yeah, that dates back. Yeah, so that was like SummerSlam 94. Dude, so. I'm the worst historian. So how old were you at that point? Oh, my God. I was probably... Oh, I'm 36, so... Okay, yeah, yeah same age. I'm 35, so yeah. Yeah, so I was... Like it, 10. It was, yeah, just about, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's about... Yeah, so so I have an August birthday, so SummerSlam was always like the birthday pay-per-view. We would like, when I was like 10, 11, 12, it would be like, I got a new Lego. I had my friends over on that Sunday yes. night. We'd put together the Lego, watch SummerSlam, eat a big New Yorker pizza from Pizza Hut. Yeah, yeah. Those, those were the days. Those were the days. Um, okay, so that's really interesting that you got in through skateboarding photography. I know a lot of people um, that have gotten into photography um, for some reason in, in the, the group that I know, and maybe it's just because, uh, I do film photography, but a lot of film photographers got into, uh, photography through skateboarding. There's this guy, Matt Day. I don't know if you're familiar with him at all. He runs, he has like a YouTube channel. Uh, he does a lot of like film photography stuff, but, um, that's like kind of his story is, is he was hanging out with his friends skating. Uh, his thing is that he just wasn't as good as his other friends skating. So it was like kind of, yeah. I think that was the whole thing. So he kind of like became the documenter of it and everything. And then just like really fell in love with that aspect of it. Um, the same. I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I, I could Ollie, I could probably kick flip, but that was about it. And then I couldn't do anything else. <laughs> More than I could do, man. I had a, I had a zero board when I was a kid just cause I thought it looked cool. And then I was like, I was like, this board is sick. And then I was like, oh, I'm not, I'm not uh, tal or not uh, athletic enough to figure out how to use this thing. Um, <laughs> but do you think so? So you got into skateboarding first, right? And then photography from there. Yes. yes. Um, I think there's something about those like DIY communities, like going to like shows or, or wrestling or skateboarding or whatever, where you're kind of, uh, it's, you have your group of friends that you're, you know, in wrestling, it's like people traveling together or just your local scene. Same with like music, like bands traveling together, who you're seeing with at a show and stuff like that. It kind of breeds these necessities of like, well, nobody else is going to do this. So like, I'm just going to learn how to do it and take it upon myself. And it comes with like photography, even learning how to do the thing, skateboarding, playing music, wrestling, whatever. Um, just getting involved in some way and like adding value to the, the subculture that you're interested in. It's like really uh cool to see like how a lot of us started off as like oh this thing needs a documenter or this thing needs this and so i'll start trying to figure out that and then now here we are all these years later uh like getting actually decent at our crafts not just like the guy with the camera yeah it, it's, it's so crazy because like i had I, a matter of fact i just posted up on like twitter i found like an old sony cyber shot that i had and it was it that, that was like pretty much my like I'd probably say like my first or second camera that I ever had. Mm -hmm. And I remember I used to shoot with that all the time with my friends, skateboarding, whatever it was. Then um, when, of course, life happens, you get yeah. a real job and whatnot, and then you just fall off with, with photography. And I was like, oh, man, all right, you know, let me let me start getting into things more and more. Then, like I said, I just got back into it. And then when I got back into it, Everything just came into full circle. It, it, it's funny how, like, uh, how I fell into House of Glory. Yeah. Just, like, with, with my friend and stuff like that. It's just, it's, it's really weird. <laughs> so let's talk about that because, like, I feel like House of Glory is a really um, interesting promotion. And especially in that area, it's kind of, like, 
uh, because of the school, because of Amazing Red uh, involvement mm-hmm. and everything like that, it's really breeding like all of these just insanely talented wrestlers and like has really kind of become, and, and I, I admittedly don't know much about that area of the country scene, right? It's kind of weird with wrestling, how everything is kind of sectioned off, right? Like there's like the California wrestling scene. Uh, then there's kind of like that weird, like Northern, like Northwestern scene where it's like mm-hmm. West and Ruby and, and hood slam and uh, defy. And like, there's just kind of like these different, I guess more like kind of like artsy promotions and stuff like that. But like, we all kind of like intermingle, especially online. Like everyone's like super cool with each other and stuff like that. But every scene definitely has its own um, kind of vibe and its own, you know, like not, I don't want to say hierarchy, but like the promotions that are doing a lot. And then, you know, like the, the smaller local ones where people are starting and stuff like that. But I feel like House of Glory is like one of the tops in that area. So what was your experience like that being the first place that you were shooting, just kind of getting thrown in there through this buddy of yours? Um, so nerve wracking. I can say that very nerve wracking because I never shot, I, I never shot ringside. So mm-hmm. like, I know, I know I sound like I'm all over the place and everything with You're good. telling the story, but um, my first show that I shot, which is kind of crazy when I think about it, it was CEO new Japan. Okay. God, yeah. All right. So that was my <laughs> first show that I shot, which was, which was, it, it, it was, it was crazy because at that point, I was I, I, I still do it. I, I shoot um, esports and you know music cool. photography and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Then when I actually shot the CEO New Japan stuff, I was like, oh okay, all right. You know what? I, I, I definitely love wrestling. I try to keep up with it. I love the indies and everything. Let me see if I can actually get a shot of it. Then of course, like I said, my friend Nelson ends up hitting me up about it, and he goes, hey, listen, why don't you come to House of Glory, try to try it out. I was like, okay. You go over there, meet uh, meet Brian, the owner. Then um, start talking to him, and I said, hey, listen, you know what? Just you know, here's my work that I shot from CEO New Japan. Here's my you work know, of Okada. Do you think I could you know, could shoot some photos here? Exactly. <laughs> like, 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 hey, look, you know, I, I caught Kenny Omega doing a V trigger. Looks right, cool. right. You think I could maybe so, shoot ringside? Yeah, yeah. yeah think I, I could like shoot it. ringside. So. Um, he already, yeah, I already showed him some of my previous work and everything. Mm-hmm. He was like, hey, listen, yeah, we'll give you a shot, whatever it is. Um, at that moment, I also believe Rich was there, Rich Wade. Yeah, another super talented photographer. Yeah, so Rich is awesome. And the one thing I always do, and I know Harry spoke about this, was before I go to any promotion or any any place, what's, whatever it is, mm-hmm. just that sense of respect I give to that photographer first because I'm like, hey, dude, you know, they're asking me to come in. I could be the second photographer. But where do you want me to go? Because you are the one that's running the whole promotion. Yeah. I, I, that, that's the way I just look at it. And I'm like, this is the sense of respect I'm giving you. Because that's what it is. So um, I know I, I was in one corner and then I'm shooting this one corner. Rich, I know, is on one side. Um, but I, I know there was another photographer there. I'm trying to think who it was. But I, it, it, I'm losing... <sighs> I feel like I think I know somebody else that works out there and I can't think of who it is. Yeah, I'm trying to think who it was, but it's not it wasn't Jeff, was it? Shooting the Indies? Uh no. He does does House of Glory every once in a while, I think. No, no, Jeff what's funny about shooting the Indies, I met him when uh WrestleMania Week was here. And we were I was at that same show. Oh no no no, I was at the House of Glory, I was at the morning show. But that's where I met that's where I met Jeff as well. Sorry, I didn't interrupt. Yeah, yeah. So it what's funny is that I met him, me and him caught 
the shot of uh, when uh, Great Muda, Tajiri, and Pentagon are doing the mist. That's the first day I met him, and we just both hugged each other. After <laughs> yeah. We started screaming, and we're like, we just met each other. And we're like, oh, my God, we caught this shot. This is right. insane. And we're like, so it was cool, but um, that, that's how I met Jeff and stuff like that. But before that, um, I, I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. I don't know who it was, but it, it, I, I, Rich was there, I know. And when I met Rich, of course, I'm giving the sense of respect to everybody. Hey, listen, you know, this is who it is. You know, where do you want me to go? Yeah, cool. Started shooting. From there on, they just started seeing my work. They were like, hey, you want to come back? Yeah, sure. Keep coming back. Then after that, I just started shooting other things like MLW, AAA. I shot New Japan. Um, it's just, it's been trickling down from there. Yeah, it really snowballs. Like, we've talked about it a million times on here. Um like just getting that first initial in the door and like what you were talking about hitting up rich and stuff like that. It's not something like, it's not something where you're trying to like, um, I don't know what the word I'm like Brown nose with people that are there or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But like, you just like that person has been there before you, they know what's going on there. Like it's kind of their spot or whatever. So like, if you're coming in, you just like, you don't want to step on anybody's toes. Like, plus there's like people that are like weird and territorial or like have weird egos and stuff like that. Not saying the Mm -hmm. people that, or necessarily shooting in that promotion to begin with, but like maybe people coming in. Cause like, I think a lot of us have had that experience where it's like somebody coming in and maybe shoots like one show or something like that. And like really doesn't like give a shit about anybody else that's working is getting in other people's shots, like stealing other people's shots from people. And just like, not really like kind of like, I don't want to say showing that respect, but like not really working as a team, like you, you hitting up rich and being like, Hey man, I'm coming to shoot this. Like, you know, this is like, you know what you're doing here. You let me know where, where I can get plugged in and be an asset to this team is like, it's just showing that you're, you're going to be a team player and that you're, you're wanting to work with everybody and be involved, not just like show up, do your thing, leave, not talk to anybody. Yeah. So like, yeah, that, that, that hitting somebody up beforehand of, uh, you know, a promotion that they normally shoot or whatever. I mean, there's still sometimes like when it's the second or third time that I'm shooting somewhere and I don't shoot it regularly, like, and I'll still hit up like, uh, it was like that with Warrior for a while, the the place in Chicago, because Basil yeah. shoots there all the time. And, you know, the first two or three times, it was really sporadic. You know, I'd do one, miss four shows, do another kind of thing. I would always hit up Basil and be like, yo, man, uh, I think I'm going to come to this. Is that cool? Do you have a room or whatever? And he's like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll hit up the promoter and, and get you in touch or whatever. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's – it's, Oh, I just thought of – oh, my God, I got my yeah. date mixed up. I just thought of something. Yeah. So, no, New Japan CEO, right? I'm sorry, CEO New Japan – then the beginning of that year, I shot MLW just because, and I, I will always remember this, my girlfriend reminds me, because she's a big wrestling fan also, Yeah, we go to the 2300 Arena when they were shooting in Philly, right? That's yeah. where I met Harry the first time. Right. So I go in there, and I'm like, I, I'm not realizing where I'm at until my girlfriend goes, hey, dude, you know. <laughs> you're the you're at, famous right? venue, like, yeah. I know. I'm like, do you know where you're at? And I'm like, yeah, 2300 Arena, of course. And I'm, she's like, no, do you know what arena you are in? And I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> arena. And right. of course, I'm going crazy or whatnot. But I, I, I totally forgot. That was the first show that I shot. I mean, the second show that I shot after CEO New Japan, met Harry there, met a, uh, another friend of mine, Paul Joke, that he does the gifts. Yep, yep, yep. Also. The legend, yeah. Yes, the legend, gift god. 
Yeah. And, um, <laughs> People got moves named after him now. Yes, yeah, it's, it's crazy. <laughs> but um, so I met him there, and then after that, that's how House of Glory came into play. Okay. So how did you how you how you connect with Harry at that then? So Harry, I met him. Uh, I think I spoke to who did I speak to? I think I spoke to Court. Okay. Okay. So you would hit up you would hit up MLW and then got yeah. Him. I hit okay, up gotcha. MLW and then I met Harry at uh at uh MLW and then right. that's why I introduced myself to him. Yeah. Yeah. And Harry's another one that like because like I it's it hasn't quite worked out. Um, we've talked about me maybe coming out and doing an MLW thing in Chicago and it just like you know dates would get mixed up or or not mixed up but it would be like oh this date and it'd be like yeah and then you know something else would come up or or whatever would happen or there'd be another photographer there or something um so it just didn't work out but harry's definitely one of those people that like um like i remember a show in chicago that he couldn't make and like he he's like definitely the type that'll pay it forward to the people that he uh knows and respects and and thinks they could do the job you know what i mean so he he hit me up and was like hey you know they need somebody to fill this position are you available uh and then whatever for whatever reason it just didn't end up working out but um harry's absolutely one of the like i think harry on the independent scene is probably the most professional uh, yeah. of us and how, and how he organizes all this stuff and handles all this stuff and deals with all of it and everything like that. Um, so yeah, a great person to meet off the bat. Uh, so, so with that CEO new Japan show, were you there shooting esports and then just like, we're like, Oh, there's a wrestling show. I'm gonna go shoot that too. Or how did that work so, out? So I, I was actually working for a, um, a media outlet. Okay. And I was actually shooting the esports then I knew New Japan was coming, and I was like, oh, man, you, you know, I'm, uh, of course, at that time, I was already watching New Japan. I was watching, um, I was just keeping up with wrestling and stuff like that. So I was like, you know what? Let me actually try to shoot this. So I couldn't shoot ringside, but I was shooting around the barricades. Oh, so cool. At yeah, yeah, time, At the time, I'm just running around the arena trying to shoot from whatever side I could get. And... Uh, after I got some of those shots, I was like, okay, you know what? Let me actually let me actually try to keep pursuing this because I love wrestling. I just didn't know how to, you know, get, get into, into that. Yeah, to get into it. That that was the whole thing. And it, it's crazy because, like, all these photographers that I have met from shooting wrestling and stuff like that, they're like, yeah, I've been here shooting this. I've been in here shooting this th- this amount of years. And I'm like, wow, man, you guys really got a lot of history, like, I wish I would have known like how to actually get in rather than to, you know, shoot for the probably yeah. two years I've been shooting. Wrestling. Right. It's such a weird barrier of entry with wrestling. It's kind of like you can look for it forever and it just might pop up at just like the weirdest time. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. I mean like, and I think you'll get that kind of like, Oh man, I wish I would have started doing this no matter when you started doing mm-hmm. it. Like uh, I feel like, I feel like that's my life with photography in general. Like, so for me with wrestling, it was like, Oh, I just missed by a few, you know, if I would have gotten to it a few years earlier, cause I was still shooting photos. Like it wasn't like I had, uh, was a wrestling fan and then was like, Oh, I can use my camera to start uh, doing this. It was like, I was a photographer first wrestling fan first, then kind of combined them. Um, you know, I just missed like Brian Danielson on the Indies and like all this like crazy stuff. And it's just like, and if I would have started shooting that, then I would have just missed, you know, I'm a horrible wrestling historian, but I just would have missed X, Y, and Z. So it's like, no matter when you start, like you're still going to be like, ah, oh, if I would have been two years earlier, I could have gotten this, 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 and yeah, this, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, but I think it's just like that with anything, anytime. I mean, it's just like that with me and photography in general. Like there's so much stuff that, um, I wish I would have been taking my camera with me everywhere and taking photography more seriously, 
uh, you know, from high school because there's so much cool shit that I did from like 18 to 23 that like, I think I had like a little point and shoot or something like that, but all those files mm -hmm. are on a hard drive that died 15 years ago and like all that kind of stuff. Oh, not 15. Oh man, 15. Oh no. Uh, yeah. Like a power <laughs> shot that all those files died like, you know, 12 to 15 years ago or whatever. Um, but I wish I would have been taking it seriously and like looking for photographs and, and studying photography to a, a more degree than like, Oh, my friends are doing a cool thing. Point click, you know? Yeah. Um, because like those records of, of those times and stuff like that, they're, they're fuzzy now all these years later because there's been so much time in between. But like with photographs, I, I have, you know, like I can put myself back in that position. I can, I can see a photo and think of my camera up to my face like clicking the shutter with a lot of them, you know what I mean? It puts me back in that place. So, um, yeah, I wish, I wish, I think everyone wishes they would have started doing certain things earlier. You know what I mean? Cause it's like, Oh, I could be here now instead of here, but it's just, just the way it is, man. You, you yeah, get into it, it when you get into it, you make the most of where you're at. Yeah. And then I, it, it was definitely when I, first, when I first got into it, it was just, I was like, wow, I'm actually shooting wrestling. Like, like even like the cl close calls of like, and I know this is going to sound so funny because my girlfriend thinks I'm crazy when I say this, but there was actual, there was a match. It was like a, a, a tables match. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> uh, during the match, there's actually a gif out there where, um, he throws a broom and when he throws the broom, it goes right between the ropes and you see me on the other side and I'm looking and I duck <laughs> and <laughs> They grab the ref grabs the uh, grabs the broom in midair and it almost hits me. And he was like, "Hey, listen, are you are you okay? Are you okay?" And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah." He goes, "That's what I'm here for to save you. That's what I'm here for." And I couldn't stop laughing. And I remember I went home that night and I told my girlfriend, "I said, yo, I almost got hit by a broom. You yeah. understand? This is so crazy. This is cool." I was like, <laughs> and "She's like, oh, you thought it was cool? Yeah." And she was like, "What is wrong with you? Like, I'm like, do you understand? I mean." I'm shooting ringside. This is awesome. I love wrestling. And she was like, oh, my God. She goes, you're something else right now. I and guess. It, I guess it, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I guess a broom is a little bit different than, like, maybe, like, a steel chair or something like that. Because I was like, <laughs> the, the, like, Barty might have gotten a little bit of an egg, but, like, you wouldn't have, like, gotten knocked out or anything. Oh, man. But it, it's, it, I don't know. It, it's just, I think it, it sounds crazy, but I, I'm like, I, I just, I definitely love wrestling. I think yeah. going up, it was definitely an outlet of, like, like, and I, I think a lot of people are like that. Like, it's like a good escape. It's definitely a good escape to actually watch it and stuff like that. And then we all come together and we can all talk about it and whatnot. But, like, I think especially with me, because the name uh, where Second Gunny comes from is my father was in the military. He was in the Marines for 25 years. So I lived in Japan for like six years. I lived all oh, over the cool. place. So it was like, you know, we, we were always moving around. But I always watched wrestling around that time. It was wherever, wherever I was, wrestling was there. That's why I was saying, like, the first pay-per-view um, um, uh, that yeah, I saw. Yeah, Undertaker Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Undertaker versus Undertaker. So it's like, it's like everything, that, that just traveling around the world and stuff like that. And it's just wrestling is definitely a perfect thing for me. So, yeah, I'm sure it was like a comfort thing because like, even yeah. though it's, even though it's different anywhere you go, you're like, obviously like U S wrestling isn't the same as like uh, wrestling in Japan. Isn't the same as wrestling in Mexico. Isn't the same mm -hmm. as wrestling in like Europe or whatever, but it's still all pro wrestling. Like you, it's still like 
very recognizable as pro wrestling. Do you, so do you think like yeah. maybe that was like um, something that kind of like anchored you and all these like different, like not anchored, but like it was kind of like a comfort thing. Like it was the, it was a, a similar thing that you could get into no matter where you were at. Um, do you think that was like kind of like one of the reasons why you clung to wrestling so much? I, I, I think so. Yeah. I, um, I honestly think so because like my brother too, um, he, he kind of fell off, but um, he still watches it occasionally here and there, yeah. especially like, whenever he was watching like uh, YouTube clips or anything like that, or like some of his friends would like, they're into MOW and stuff like that. Cool. And like, Oh yeah. Isn't that your brother right there ringside and whatnot? And he was like, Oh yeah, I'll watch this or what, whatever it is. But um, with me and him, it was definitely like a, 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 an anchor of feeling comfort. And, you know, we, we it, it was something that we all came together and we were like, okay, yeah, you know, Look at sure. look what's going on here. Let's try to follow it. Of course, reading the magazines on whenever we can and stuff like that. So it was definitely, it was definitely a good thing to feel, you know, good about. Yeah, okay. yeah. And I also feel like with wrestling, there's a lot of like different, um, like there's like one of the things I really enjoy about wrestling is like all these different like people from all these different like backgrounds and like uh, they all kind of come together for this same thing that you don't really see in like music or probably in skateboarding more than like music but like in music like you go to like you go to like a metal show it's going to be a bunch of like metal heads there you know what mm -hmm. i mean like they're all kind of they might come from like different backgrounds and stuff like that but we're all kind of like into the same core thing whereas like with wrestling like there's that with specifically wrestling but everything outside of that is so diverse like all the fringe of like anything that's not wrestling related everything else is just like so fringe of like where people come from what other interests they have you know like you have you have people that are were into just like like MMA people punching each other in the face, like they you know, combat sport, like heavy. That's why they're into pro wrestling. And then like on the other side of the ring, you have somebody that was like, Oh man, I just loved Shawn Michaels and anime for like 50 years, or like, you know, like 25 years growing up. And that's what got me. So it's like, um, just like all these very different personalities kind of converging on this, on this one very strange niche subculture, I think is what makes it so interesting. Yeah. 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 It definitely does. And it, like you mentioned with skateboarding, skateboarding was definitely another outlet of mine, even though this is a wrestling podcast, but like, no, that's it, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a photography podcast. It's it's photography everything. Podcast, yeah. definitely. <laughs> um, but skateboarding also with, and I, I think that's why I fell in love with that and wrestling at the same time, because like you said, it, it's just everybody just coming together and it's like, no matter where you go, that is always something that you could you, you could click with somebody like right. one thing I noticed that let's say if I'm out in the street or working or whatever it is and somebody's mentioning wrestling, of course, right off the bat, you mentioned something else to them, they click and they're like, Hey, Oh yeah. Did you see this? Did you see? And it's, it's, it's awesome. It's definitely an awesome feeling. Yeah. Uh, my wife might disagree with that because it gets me into like 20 minute long conversations oh, about, <laughs> about pro wrestling at the grocery store with strangers. But, yeah. uh, but yeah, no, but I, I completely agree with you. Like I have, I've made very close friends through like one of my really, really good friends. I shot his wedding. I shot photos of his, his kid when, when they were first born, my friend Luke Raven, uh, he worked for like a local promotion a little bit too. Um, but like before all that, I was shooting for a paper, like you were kind of talking about, like a, I had like a media pass to it, a thing called Bacon Fest, which could not be any more Iowan if I, if I tried. Um, but they had uh, like this like pro wrestling aspect of it. It was just basically like 
food, whatever. I, it doesn't matter. It's called Bacon Fest. And I was wearing a Young Bucks t-shirt and I was, uh, part of my job was I had to go around and, and uh, shoot photos of like, just like people there for the, the paper. It was like an online gallery. So it'd be like, I'd shoot a photo of like, I'd be like, hey, can I take a picture for this thing? And they'd be like, yeah, and I'd take their picture, take their name down. They'd be an online gallery. They use it for ad space, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but my friend Luke, uh, who I became like super good friends with, I was wearing like just like a Young Bucks shirt and uh, he was like, oh, that's a cool Young Bucks shirt. And then for the next like 30 minutes, we just like back, like, back and forth talked about wrestling. His, his uh, girlfriend, fiance at the time, I don't remember, uh, Emily, who's uh, the best, um, was just like, oh, here we go. And then it was just like, you know, we back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And we've become like close friends to this day. We exchanged information, like gone to a bunch of shows together, like gotten really, really close. So it's like, it is kind of a universal language. Like you see another, another yeah. fan and like you could – you can talk to them. You're not alone in that social situation anymore. And, and it's funny because when, when you mentioned that, I was wearing a LIJ, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, LIJ shirt, right? Yeah. And I'm in the gym. I'm working out in the gym with that shirt. My girlfriend is next to me, and this guy walks up and he goes, "Oh yeah, Naito," and he puts his fist up. <laughs> yeah. So That's how it is, I was too. like, "Oh man," and forget it. I stopped working out. We're there talking for like a good hour, just talking about New Japan. Yeah. Every- and my girlfriend's like, oh, my God, can you please just stop already? Like, what, what, what is going on? Have stuff to do, yeah. Yeah, and I was like, listen, I'm sorry, whatever. And still to this day, I still talk to that kid like there's nothing. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, such a, it's such a cool community. And, like, um, you know, you amplify that by, like, us as photographers working in wrestling. And then, like, you share even more of that camaraderie of, like um, – you know, these different like crazy life experiences and stuff that we've had shooting pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's funny that you mentioned the, the broom incident. I don't think we've talked about close calls on here before uh, Mm -hmm. of like being ringside and like almost getting just like obliterated or just getting obliterated. Uh, That should be a new thing. uh, (laughs) Man. I don't know. There's like, uh, I've had one that I don't, I don't know if I've mentioned on here or not. Uh, I've had a couple like really close calls. Uh, the thing that always terrifies me is when somebody wings a chair because like we're the yeah. first we're the first so I just I get right behind the the uh, uh, turnbuckle the uh, post I don't know why I had such a hard time thinking of that um, <laughs> get right behind the post I know it ain't gonna go through the post so it'll be it'll be fine but um, yeah I've had uh, I've had somebody jump off the apron and not real like they got shoved off the apron you know it was like a six man tag and mm-hmm. uh, the I was right behind. Uh, the babyface team, the heel team came. It was the Rascals, actually, were the heels and came and knocked the opponents off the ring apron. And I didn't realize what was going on until it was too late because those guys are insane fast. And so, uh, yeah, I think Dez, like, shoved Rich Swan off. And Rich Swan, of course, like, did this big thing off the apron. And I was happening right below him. So he just landed right on me. And he was like, oh, God, are you, are you okay? It was okay. That one wasn't that bad. The worst one was uh, uh, one time I was shooting ROH. And um, it was – you'll notice that any time that I've, like – almost been hit or hit it's been there's been more than two people in the ring because like whenever it's just a singles match or even just a tag match it's easy to keep track of everyone in there but when you start getting four five six seven people in the ring like i i'm very selective about scrambles and eight man tags because it's hard to get a photo anyway and then you're also just like there's just bodies everywhere so uh, i was shooting ring of honor and uh, and i apologize if i've told this story on here before but we're gonna hear it again um it was uh, like a, a three-team scramble, basically. So it was three tag teams, so six people in the ring. And the only people I can remember 
were um, Red Dragon because it's it's important to how this whole thing happened. Uh, do you remember the move that Red Dragon used to do where um, I think it was Bobby Fish would pick the dude up and run him into the corner outside and he'd sit yes. in the chair and then and then Kyle O'Reilly would run off and do the double stomp? Yes. But I love that move. That move was always like so cool. Yeah. It was like that and then like the axe and smash that Kyle O'Reilly did that I was always looking for. But so I'm shooting whatever's happening in the ring and I realize that Kyle O'Reilly is starting to come out to the apron and I'm like, well, wait, where's Bobby Fish at? And then I just look to my uh, right and I just see Bobby Fish with whoever and he can't see shit because he's got a giant body oh. in front of him. So they just like run and sandwich me into the um, the guardrail and it's like the the Ring of Honor one. So it's like the, the uh, plate across it and then yeah. also the guardrail. And I had my camera on one of those shoulder straps and it just goes like out into like this first row of the crowd and I like grab it and bring it back and then just like fall and then just like skitter out of there super quick because like <laughs> I know soon Kyle O'Reilly is coming off of the uh, the the turnbuckle to, to smash everything that's there. Yeah. And so I like I just run out of there and it was right before intermission. And so, uh, you know, that was right, right near the end of the match and I just kind of laid low for the rest of the match. And then I get back there and I'm kind of like, okay, am I good? Like, am I good? You know, am I good? Uh, making sure my camera's still good and everything like that. And one of the promoters comes up to me and he's like, he's like, hey, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm good. I think I'm good. I'm like, I'm really sorry for getting away. He's like, no, no, no. It just, you know, happens sometimes. Like, there's just, you can't avoid it. Just, you know, you're there so often. Every once in a while, some shit's going to happen. Yeah. And he was like, he was like, can I, can I tell you something for if that ever happens again? I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, uh, just make sure you sell it a little bit if that ever happens again. And I was like, I was like, oh yeah, good point. Because the photographer kid was able to just like scramble out of the way after this thing. Meanwhile, you know, uh, everyone else is dead after they get thrown into the thing. So yeah. uh, I can tell you it sucked. I just didn't want it to suck anymore with, with uh, somebody dropping on top of me. But since then I have been hyper aware of where everyone is in the ring at all times. Uh, and then, yeah, there's the occasional like broken kendo stick that'll start flying at you and you're just like, nope, get down. And, uh, that's so why I don't shoot death matches. Like I talked to Earl about that last time. There's glass flying everywhere and barbed wire and flaming tables and all I the met, nine. I, I met Earl at a, a CCW, the Tournament of Death 19. Did you shoot and, that too? And I shot it too with Earl, right? You guys are crazy, yeah. And oh my God. That, that was my first death match. And I was like, holy shit. How it, was it? It was intense. I loved it. <laughs> I loved it. It, it was intense. It, it was definitely awesome, but um, I know everybody there, of course, I told them, I said, hey, where do you guys want me to go? They were like, listen, just stay in one corner, but just watch out for everything that happens. I was like, okay, I have no problem with that. Of course, everything is just flying all over the place, glass, <laughs> everything. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, all right, I'm still watching out, I'm still watching out. And then um, uh, uh, there was another spot, I'm trying to think, um... Oh man, my mind is. Uh, I think it was Jimmy Lloyd. Uh, oh God, I'm sure it was insane if it was Jimmy so Lloyd. <laughs> it, it was crazy because I, I think it was that spot. There was a, a the, the glass in the corner, and it's lit and on fire. And he throws somebody. Um. Oh, I'm sorry. There's somebody sitting down in the corner of the um, uh, by the turnbuckle, right? Mm -hmm. The glass is over the guy. Oh, so it's like the guy is in between the turnbuckle and the glass. In the glass, yes. Okay. And Jimmy Lloyd has somebody else, and he throws somebody on the glass, 
with the, with the guy in between, right? So I'm right there, and the minute I see the glass just shatter, I just stuck my camera out, and everybody's like, just stick it out, don't worry about it, and just start shooting. <laughs> yeah, just and I was like, okay, and that's all I did. And I caught, like, one of the... I, I, I The shot that I caught was, like, it, it was... I, I loved it. I loved it. So Isn't that much. so cool when you're you're in those positions where it's just, like, chaos all around you, and then, like, yeah. somehow out of that, you, like, manage to get the shot? The, the uh, shot that you want... <laughs> Man, yeah, what a, what a great feeling. Um, yeah, okay, so we, we keep getting, like, super off track here, which is great. That's what the whole thing is about. But, uh, <laughs> so, okay, so you start shooting for, for um, House of Glory, and then obviously pretty quickly you start shooting for, like, all these other promotions up in that area, right? Yeah, so I, I just started, like, what I did before, like, pretty much uh, just make a portfolio. Mm -hmm. Started sending out all my photos. Then... Um, of course, like me knowing already some people already in wrestling, um, they were like, hey, Dave, why don't you just come out here, try to shoot this, you, you know, and, you know, just have fun with it. Just yeah. do whatever you want and whatnot. So I was like, okay. The one thing I always say now, because I, I want to get into it more and more, uh, is portraits. Because I love, I don't know, everybody's portraits now, especially your portraits. Oh, um, thank you, man. I, I just, That's just like I, the I, thing that I'm into, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm like, man, I got to get into portraits because I love everybody's portraits that everybody's taking. Oh, man. It's, it's, yeah, it's cool, man. Like, I, so I, I think I'm just like, uh, as a photographer in general, like really drawn to portraits. Like, that's kind of my, yeah. uh, and like the action shots are really cool and stuff like that, too, in the ring. Um, and I get some of those that are just like, I get really excited about. Like, there's this photo that I haven't posted yet of uh, the show that I just saw, shot last Saturday. Uh, of like Kylie Ray, uh, like just really sunk into the submission hold on on uh, Blake Christian. She's like making this. She was making these like really insane like battle faces. It was like the coolest <laughs> shit ever. Like uh, <laughs> Kylie Ray is so cool. Uh, like just like she comes out and she's like smiley and just like you know like into it and she does her little funny like get in the ring thing and then she has to like crawl across or whatever. And then it's just like ten minutes later in like the heat of the match, she just like screaming like warrior woman it's the coolest <laughs> shit ever and just like beating up anybody in her way um anyway so like and those can't really be mad like some of those photos that have a lot of that like that like pat let like um emotion behind them like can't really be matched in portraiture all the time or can be very difficult to match in portraiture um yeah. and 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 maybe it's just maybe it's just an issue of uh me knowing that i can make more portraits that I'm happy with in a shorter amount of time span than standing ringside and waiting for those kind of moments to, to happen and be able to capture or something like that. But um, yeah, man, I don't know. There's just something, there's something so timeless about a portrait. Even if the person is going to like change a lot in their career, it's still yeah. such a marker of where they were at that moment that there's just, I don't know, man, it's just, it's my favorite thing to shoot in general. And then you throw in these, these very colorful cast of characters with wrestling and it just like, Oh man, that's all I want. It's just like, yeah, it, I, I think that's why I love wrestling so much. And then of course you have like, like some of my friends, they're like, Oh, but why do you shoot wrestling? I'm like, you guys don't understand. Like it, it's definitely an, it, it, the, 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 the cast of people that you have, the, um, the people that you meet, the, the emotions, everything. It, the settings. Just, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a beautiful feeling that you're, you're, you're witnessing this and you're capturing this. And it's, it's definitely awesome. It's just, I don't know what else to tell them. Like, <laughs> yeah. guys, I, I tell them all the time. I'm like, listen, I want to take you guys out. Just watch it. Just see it and just witness it for 
one time. I'm telling you, you guys are going to fall. You'll be love. hooked. Yeah. You'll be hooked. Um, yeah. I, uh, oh man, I had a really good, I had a really good point about all of that. And then I just completely spaced it, but you're completely right. Like, Oh, oh that's what I was gonna say. Have your friends that ask you why you shoot wrestling? Have they seen your wrestling photos? Yes, they have seen them. Okay. Most of them are like, dude, these shots are, you know, they, they always say, Oh man, these shots are phenomenal and everything. I'm like, that's right. just, I'm like, you should see everybody else out there that have better shots than me. And I tell them all this. And it's just because that that's just the type of person that I am. I'm like, we all are. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, I'm just like, listen, you, you got to see all these other shots. Wrestling is just phenomenal. I want you guys to come, come see this. And yeah. I actually, I actually took one of them to, uh, uh, MLW was in a uh, Melrose ballroom mm-hmm. in New York. And, uh, when I took him, forget it, he got hooked. Now he's like, oh, what, what is the indie promotions? I'm like, here, watch this. Go here. Do this. Don't, yeah, don't yeah. even ask no more. Just keep watching. Just keep watching. Right. He's hooked now. So, Get an IWT exactly. uh, subscription <laughs> and go nuts for sure. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah dude. I, I Same situation completely. I remember when I first started shooting wrestling stuff, um, you know, my, the group of friends that I, I had before I started shooting wrestling was not a, you know, I had like maybe like a handful of friends that would come over and watch pay-per-views and mm-hmm. like, and then like maybe a few more that would come watch the Royal Rumble because we'd like bet on it and stuff like that. And like have mm-hmm. like, we would do like a draw and bet or whatever. Um, but like by and large, I was more in like the, the music and, and like quote unquote like art scene here. You know what I mean? So like those people, mo- you know, 95% of those people no interest in pro wrestling. And then I start kind of like posting these photos and stuff like that. And then I ended up doing like an art show and I was like, nobody is going to care about this at all. Like this is such a weird niche thing, but I'm so stoked about these photos that I'm just going to like, I'm going to do it. And it's like this dive bar that does art shows. Uh, and I know the people that run it and like, they needed a show. Like it was like somebody canceled three months out and they were like, and I was like trying to hit them up for a show anyway. And they were like, well, if you want to do the show in three months, like you can do, like we, you can do it then, or we can do have it do it later if you'd rather do something that you want to make a thing. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm down for that, but it's really only the amount of time that I need to like actually put everything together. Like I can't really come up with a concept, shoot it, and put everything together in a way that I'm going to be happy presenting in three months. So I was like, well, I have all this weird wrestling work. How would you feel about that going up? And the dude was like, fuck yes. He's like, I've seen it. It's awesome. Like. I was hoping you were kind of when you're going to do that. And I was like, all right, I feel like I'm going to waste a lot of money putting all this together and then have 30 wrestling pieces at my house uh, to try and get rid of. And dude, it was like one of my most successful shows. Like people were so stoked about it. Like I think the people that didn't know what they were looking at enjoyed it more than the people that under, like that were wrestling fans, you know? Um, Cause they just hadn't seen it. They hadn't seen anything like it before. That's awesome, man. That's definitely awesome. Like I've been thinking about, doing something about like uh probably like a little gallery or something like that but i just don't know how and what because i got like some shots that i still yeah. have posted up that i'm like okay you, you know these are definitely perfect for like a gallery and then there, there, there's one shot that i love that i took that oh, some people have seen. well no they have seen because i posted it up on instagram it's uh um great muda to jerry and pentagon so they're all looking at my camera and Break Muda has Tajiri's head where he's pulling it back with his tongue stuck. I know what photo you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I was like, 
I tell my girlfriend all the time, I'm like, listen, I'm going to blow this up by like, it's going to be like 36 by 36. It's going to be huge in the house. And I'm going to just leave it on the wall and you're not saying nothing. Yeah. I love this <laughs> Get it printed on like canvas or metal and just like really <laughs> do it upright. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, it's interesting that you mentioned that there's, there's certain shots that you think would look really cool in like a gallery setting that you maybe haven't posted or anything like that. Because there is, there is a difference of like, uh, a shot that you think is going to like look really cool, like post on Instagram or Twitter or whatever versus mm -hmm. like uh, a photo that like it might not be, you might not have the face recognition of like, say like Pentagon junior, like or great Muda right in the middle of it or something like that. It might just be, it might even be like an undercard match of people that you don't like people don't really know or something like that, but just how the shapes and the light is hitting stuff or your edit and your position and your composition, everything like that. It's just such a cool photo that like it makes a cool art piece, but like might not really do well in the world of, of wrestling as a photograph. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's interesting to hear somebody else think about that because I think about that a lot where I'll be like, Oh, this is a really cool photo from like a photo nerd standpoint, mm -hmm. but like from the standpoint of like a wrestling fan that's following my account, they're going to be like, uh, this seems like a nothing shot. Why am I looking at this? Yeah. Like I have like friends and family, like I've spoken about it before. They have seen that shot and they're like, dude, this shot is like, it's awesome. They're like, who are these guys? I'm like, well, we're going to go down YouTube and I'm going to show you a little <laughs> yeah. hole of what's going on with each three of these guys. <laughs> right, so, right, right, right. Um, so it's got a cool, and especially like that, I, I think that was another, uh, another thing like I, I was probably psyched on was definitely seeing great Muda wrestle in person. I'm like, that's like, I, I I'm like, that's, all on a, a goal on his own like i'm like i just saw the great mood of wrestle in person and spitting mist and everything <laughs> and you got to shoot it too you're ringside Man, I I, yeah i um i saw him would have been like the next night or whatever when he did that that ring of honor battle royal thing and oh that didn't... was actually i think that was actually the same day that oh, he, was that did it in the morning yeah the g1 supercard i think it was yeah. actually the same day yeah okay okay either way yeah, I mean, dude, I, I saw it from the stands, you know, 15 rows back or whatever, and yeah. I was like, holy shit, I'm seeing the great Muda. I can't even imagine what it was like in that spot. In uh, That venue was super cool, too, the one that House of Glory runs at a yes. lot. Mm -hmm. uh, what is that place called? We'll just call it the Arena NYC. Yeah, the NYC Arena. <laughs> so, yeah, that venue, the NYC Arena, is, like, super beautiful. There's a bunch of really cool spots there. That's, like, where we kind of talked about earlier. That's where I met um, Jeff Cole shooting the Indies, mm -hmm. uh, who – Full disclosure, I'm actually recording with tomorrow um, right. for another podcast. I don't know what order these two are going to come out or anything like that. But, mm -hmm. um, yeah, Jeff's awesome. Uh, I met Robin uh, Beyond Gorilla there, too. Uh, oh, I met him the there. Weekend. It, it was so funny because I met him there when he was actually shooting. Um, he shot, uh, I think it was LAX uh, and Loki in the corner. That He actually did a nice portrait. Of course, him. He's phenomenal. Yeah, of course, he did a nice portrait. Yeah. Of course. Um, but he was actually in one corner and he actually also got a shot of the great Muda shooting mist, uh, at low key also. So yep. I, I met him there also that same day. Yeah. That New York trip I've talked, we've talked about a bunch of times on here, but really I met a lot of people on that New York trip and I've, I've met people any mania weekend that I've done. Um, it sounds like we just missed each other, uh, yeah. at, at various points and stuff like that, which is always the way it goes. You're always ships and then i mean there was people that i knew that weekend that were there that i i kept missing at, at different venues and mm -hmm. stuff like that but um yeah it's like those those wrestlemania weekends are so fun because it's like everyone comes in and you get to kind of like like we were talking about those kind of like separate scenes because it's just like 
what's in uh, distance that we can actually go shoot from from where we live and stuff like that. But these these big like mini weekends, we all kind of come together. It's like everyone from everywhere, and we can kind of like you know trade stories and 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 uh, introduce ourselves and become like better friends with with all these other like wrestling photographers or videographers or what whoever like merch makers, ever artists that we've met through all these different things. I've met so many cool people through. Uh, and now with AEW doing like the Starcast stuff, whenever those come back, uh, I met um, my buddy Chris Allen, who did like the cover for the first Bad Light Zine. He's a tattooer out in um, oh, okay. Seattle. Uh, he does uh, like those wrestling tattoos. They they have like uh, at Starcast a couple times they've had uh, wrestling tattooers who were like huge wrestling fans that are actually tattooers, uh, and they bring like this crazy flash that have like all these different like really sick like. Um, like bullet club designs and like, just like, you know, all these different, um, you know, stone cold Steve Austin bleeding out with, but like done as like a traditional tattoo and like all this kind of stuff. But yeah, I'd been talking to Chris a few times uh, and he happened to be at that. And we ended up hanging out like for the afternoon at that uh, one of those star casts. That's just how it kind of goes. Like you kind of know somebody through the internet or whatever, and then you connect with them and then you end up hanging out with them for an entire day. And then you become good friends yeah. and you talk like pretty regularly and stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, it's really cool. I'm, I'm hoping we can get back to those happening at some point and uh, all be meeting up again and intermingling and all that kind of stuff yeah. sooner than later. Um, well, cool. Uh, I think we've, we've, we've uh, talked for a while here, so we'll, we'll break into these uh, not so rapid fire, rapid fire questions. I'm sure there's like a bunch more that we could talk about. Uh, and maybe, you know, I say this pretty much every episode, it seems like, but a, a part two later on down the road uh, mm-hmm. for sure. Okay. So, uh, a photo that you've made that stands out to you. Uh, it can be of wrestling or not of wrestling, but maybe wrestling for this, I guess. Um, and maybe we've already talked about it with the the Great Muda. Uh, well, yeah, that that's uh, definitely but, one. The, the Great Muda. Um, what is another? Oh, uh, Cain Velasquez. So oh, cool. He when he came to AAA um, when he, when he when AAA came to uh, Madison Square Garden. Um, I actually, I didn't shoot ringside, but actually, of course, they shot, they, they let me shoot from the seats and whatnot. Um, so there is a shot that I have of him jumping off the top rope into, like, a big pile, right? Mm-hmm. So I didn't think nothing of it, whatever it was that night. So I edited the photo, and I was like, oh, man, this sh- I, I like the shot a lot. All of a sudden, I get a DM from Kane, right? And he goes, hey, dude, um, do you mind if I use the shot? Can I can I have it or whatnot? And I'm like, uh, yeah, sure. Why not? I was like, why? He goes, do you realize that my daughter and my wife are in the background? And I was like, no. And he goes, zoom in. So when I zoom in, you see his daughter holding her mouth and everybody's all shocked because he jumped over the top row. Uh, he jumped off the turnbuckle and I was like, Oh my God. He goes, you see it now? And I was like, dude, this shot is awesome. I didn't realize that, that that was your your kid and your wife. And then he was like, yeah, they love this shot. He goes, I was like, dude, here. Like, I was like, yeah, no question. here, take the shot, man. I was like, I'm cool with it. That's so cool. Like, yeah. you, like you, you got a shot that you liked anyway, but didn't realize like, and that's like kind of a cool thing is like not knowing some like certain meanings behind certain things about a photograph yeah. that might be to that individual. Um, that definitely reminds me of... Um, I think it was, yeah, I'm pretty sure it was uh, Esther Lynn. 
uh, all elbows that shoots like yes. uh, uh, out at PWG and a bunch of like MMA and all that kind of stuff. And mm-hmm. Just a, a god of photography in general. But um, mm-hmm. she got a shot of um, Jungle Boy uh, at PWG and he's like up on the ropes, like coming out and you can see in the um, balcony behind him, uh, his father, Luke Perry. And like, uh, I think some, some, and it's like, yeah, an amazing photo when it was taken. And then, and then Mm -hmm. in retrospect is even more like huge and important that that, that happened. And like that she had with, with yours, it was kind of just like luck and accidental that it, like you got a cool shot and then it happened to be that like you, you got these other elements that you didn't know, but like, um, yeah, and how could you have known? Like, you probably had no idea what Cain Velasco's wife and daughter looked like or anything like that before that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so just just being in the right place at the right time, um, you know, can 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 level the same as uh, doing your research sometimes if it just, like, serendipitously all, help, uh, like, turns out the way it should be, you know? Yeah. Uh, that's awesome. That's really, really cool. All right, cool. That was a great one. Um, a way that one of your photos was used that blew your mind? Um. So this is not wrestling related. Uh, it was that's fine. It was a, it was an esports photo that I took that I didn't know that the company was going to use, and they, and it ended up on a Twitch stream where like it was like a hundred thousand people watch it. Yeah, and it ended up on a commercial. And when I saw it, I started screaming. <laughs> I started screaming. I was like, "Oh my god! Look at the, my photos up there!" And I was. It's just those little things like, wait, um, a lot of people that that hang around me and everything, it's just those little things to me is like, it means so much more that I'm like, I get, I get excited for anything. (laughs) I mean, you're, you're, you're ingraining yourself in the culture of things that you're passionate about. Like, that's so sick. You know what I mean? Like, if you would have told me when I was 10, having those, uh, those SummerSlam parties in my basement, putting together Legos, watching SummerSlam that I'd like Mm -hmm. beginning to like shoot pro wrestling and like have these relationships with people where I'm like able to make like pretty personal work to both of us. It would be, I'd be like, there's no way like that sounds so awesome. Yeah. Um, so I actually wanted to ask you about the esports thing, not to like completely get off track again for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, how is that to photograph? Because it seems like it would be really difficult to make like interesting photographs of, cause it's literally just people sitting there playing video games for the most part. Right. Yeah. So it, there is definitely, uh, I don't want to say because it, it, it would sound like I'm kind of tarnishing it, but it's not. Um, you you definitely have to do a lot of waiting. Like it, it's definitely, yeah. you have to, it, it, there is a lot of waiting. I don't want to say it's boring, but because it's not, if you really know who. Visually, which, there's like not a whole lot happening though. Yes. What you're trying uh, to say. Uh, yeah. It, yep. Exactly. Unless, unless it's like, let's say if it's like top 16 or whatever it is that or, or people are competing then forget it. It's like, it's a different league on its own. You're going to see yeah. everyone screaming, whatever it is. It depends on two people, whoever are like competing. So like the main esports that I do was um, fighting games. So like street fighter and stuff sure. like that. So of course, if you have two of like the highest players playing, forget it. You're going to get some crazy shots of it's intense, the crowd, yeah. everybody screaming and whatnot. And it, it's definitely an awesome, it, it's definitely an awesome experience. I try to tell people if they could do it, try it because it's definitely, it, it's definitely going to test you trying to see, okay, who should I get? 
what is going on over here? If you hear somebody screaming on this side, I got to run over here and try to get this shot. So it's definitely, it, it, it's a cool experience. It definitely is. Yeah, yeah. And I, I feel like the stuff that I've seen, they, they try and make, they try and put some production behind it of as far as like what the stage looks like and like kind of like what the, the setting for the whole thing looks like, at yeah. least with like the CEOs and stuff like that. I have uh, another actually really talented photographer who shoots wrestling, uh, Sarah Dope uh is also like she's a uh, minneapolis based uh, i shoot uh like russell palooza and stuff like that with her but um she's like heavily involved in in esports and stuff like that she works for astro gaming uh who makes okay. like headphones and stuff like that yeah. like sponsor a bunch of a bunch of like pros i yeah. think they they do more of like uh I, I i might have no idea what i'm talking about but i noticed that she they seem to sponsor a lot more like call of duty players like first person shooters and stuff like that well they actually uh, they actually do a lot of work with uh like like they, they did some work with CEO. Uh, there's another one in the Midwest called Combo Breaker, which mm-hmm. is freaking phenomenal. That that tournament is is insane. Um, and like if you see the shots that come out of there, especially like the the main people. Like with me, I'm just out there because I'm shooting for like whoever the media company wants me to right. shoot for. But like the head photographers that are there, that you see them that. They're actually, okay, I got to go over here. I got to wait over here. Let me get this shot. Let me get this shot. Forget it. Their shots are like, it's top tier. It's like, it's it's crazy. Yeah, I had actually um, been talking to Sarah about potentially going up and trying to shoot some esports because I thought it was really yeah. interesting. Uh, and then obviously that's not happening right now. So uh, yeah. didn't didn't end up falling through. But um, it's something that I'd definitely like to try in the future because it sounds, it seems like a challenge, but it's also something that's so popular and like mm-hmm. that people are so interested in like those esports conventions seem huge like the yeah. tournaments and stuff like that they seem really huge uh with people in the crowd and everything like that um it's just it seems like a very interesting uh world and that's kind of what i love about about photography as a whole and probably one of the things that really made me dive so hard into to wrestling photography is like i love just being the a fly on the wall for like interesting niche things it doesn't like I like I, I I enjoy video games and stuff like that. I've watched a few esports e- things and enjoyed them, but it's not necessarily my world. But mm-hmm. like the thought of like being interject like injected into this world and like just like having my camera and just kind of like photographing what I see is so interesting to me. I mean, yeah. when I used to work for a paper, it'd be like, I mean, this wasn't that fun. But I'd have to go shoot like bars and stuff like that, and like that wasn't that fun. But um, there was other stuff they would send me to that was like nothing that I was even remotely interested or like concerts. I wasn't interested in or anything like that, but like to be there for just a couple of hours and just like kind of see this different, like subsect of how people are enjoying things they're passionate about or um, involved in things is always interesting to me. And maybe that's just the photographer in me or the, the person that just kind of likes to, um, you know, peek in on how, like what other people are interested in, what other people are living. I don't have to love, what it is, but it's always interesting to kind of see how yeah. that world works. Because I'm, I, I'm the same way. I, I'm definitely, I don't stick to like, um, like you, I, I don't stick to one thing. I just, like you said, you, you just, you're interested in different things of what other people are doing. And you're like, wow, let me try this. Let me actually test to see, because I think that's where photography is like, it's, it, it comes where it's beautiful. It, not, not comes, but it's beautiful to do because yeah. you can actually say, okay, well, this person is doing this. Wow, this actually looks really interesting. Let me actually see what I could do and try to, you know, put my twist or whatnot and see right. how it comes out. So, and you, I feel like I feel like by photographing something happening, like like we'll say like a Ren fair or something like that. You know what I mean? Like you go to a Ren fair with a camera, a Renaissance fair with a camera, and like 
you just like you get more engaged with um like what people are doing there you know what i mean like you find like the the blacksmith guy or you, you kind of like see like how he's like forging everything and like a ren fair and blacksmithing is nothing i have any like outward real interest in in my personal life you know what i mean like i'm not gonna go buy the 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 suit and go live in a camper and start like learning how to blacksmith or anything like that but to like engage with that person for even like five ten minutes and just like kind of get these shots of them like doing their thing i don't know like you kind of you kind of see um like you see similarities to you and your passions and like Mm -hmm. how they kind of like cross over and how uh i don't know man it's just interesting your camera's kind of a passport to all these different uh it's a reason to go to these different uh, events and like kind of see what other people are interested in what other people are doing and like try and tell other stories that like aren't necessarily something that you would have seen or known about if you hadn't have been like this seems interesting i'll bring a camera to it and 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 see what i can make out of it yeah 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 definitely i love it i love it okay cool um let's see a photo that you missed that haunts you so it can be like either a situation where you were like Ooh, I really want to try and get this photo and it didn't happen or you were just a second late on timing it or so, anything like that. Oh man. Um, this is a painful question for some people. Yeah, there is, there is a couple of shots. It was birthed out of me, like a couple being like just painfully in my heart, like not getting, so I get it. Yeah. Oh man. Um, wow. That's hard. That's hard because it, there is a couple of shots. I'm trying to think of one. Um, wow. Uh, so th- there is one shot that right now that I I, I could just think of. What? Yeah. What, what is? All right. Uh, it, it's the the House of Glory, Great Muda, uh, Culture Clash, and everything. Right. Mm-hmm. There was a. Uh, a part in the match where Tajiri and Pentagon uh, spits red mist on LAX, right? Mm-hmm. But I completely missed it because I think the ref got in the way. Some, somebody got in the way. Somebody got in the way. And I was like, oh my God, this shot would have been awesome because the way that Ortiz, like when he got hit, his whole hair just like, it, it <laughs> It formed it like it, it formed back, and it looked so cool if I would have caught it, because like the mist just came out perfect. It hit him in the face just perfect, and his hair just went back perfect. And it something happened where it just came out so wrong, and I was like, oh. "Dude, yeah." But and LAX are like the best to work with, proud and powerful now. But yeah, Santino yeah. and Ortiz, Santina and Santina. I saying that Santana. Jesus. Santana. I don't know. I was like, I knew I'm saying this wrong and it's not uh, Santana and Ortiz. God, I've worked with them so much too. And I feel like a real dick for, for, uh, but anyway, like are such a blast to work with. And like, I can only imagine what Ortiz's facial expression was like after getting hit by the mist. Cause like his cells are always so incredible yeah. to like, to, it, like was photograph. So, it was so perfect. And it's funny because like, I have um, like some people, uh, know my face but they don't know who i am in person like they um damn that sounded totally wrong they Um, recognize you at shows but they don't really know you outside of it yeah they don't know outside yeah so they only know second gunny but they don't know me by david right right so it what was funny about this is i I have taken a lot of shots of lax and whatnot i even taken this crazy portrait of santana where his head is down 
the uh, his Puerto Rican flag is dra- uh, uh, draped over his head, and he's just like he's just like in the zone, and it mm-hmm. came out so awesome. Um, so there was a show that uh, Battle Club Pro that I was doing, and I was like, yeah, I wanted to give him the print and whatnot because I, I was like, yo, this, this yeah. shot is awesome. So I go up to him and I was like, hey, hey, dude, uh, my name is David. And he goes, hey, what's going on? And I was like, yeah, uh, I go by the name Second Gunny. And he goes, wait, you're the one that took this shot. And he's naming all my shots. And he's like, you took this shot. You took this shot. He goes, yo, Ortiz, come over here. This is Second Gunny. And they gave me like the biggest hug. And I just started laughing. And I was like, oh, my God, this is awesome. And he's like, yo, so you took this, you took this, you took this. And he goes, but how come you don't show your face on Instagram? We don't know who you are. I'm like, listen, I just rather just show my photos. Yeah. And that's all it is. Because I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know if it's like a weird thing, but I, I think I just rather my work to speak for itself rather yeah. than say, hey, listen, you know, I don't want to be in front of the camera. I just want to say, hey, guys, you know, listen, uh, these are my shots and whatnot. And, you know. I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I, this, doing this podcast is even like, uh a step out of my comfort zone as far as like wanting any sort of attention to be on me whatsoever you know what i mean like that same kind of like turning the camera towards you i've like to a point where i've like tried to get better about just like being in photograph like not wrestling like just being in photographs in my real life so that i like exist in like the chronicle of my life in photograph because like that's something that's really important to me and for a long time it was just like i was always so concerned with being behind the camera and getting the shots that I, I didn't exist in the, the own or like in my own kind of like uh, chronology of, of these photographs or whatever. Um, But so I completely, I completely understand what you mean. Like you, I, it's the same way with me. Like I've, I've definitely had uh, those conversations before where it's like, it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. Like nice to meet you or whatever. And then it's like uh, you take a couple shots or you're, you're like, you know, real like chummy with somebody that you've been working with a lot or whatever. And they're, uh, you know, maybe like somebody new there and uh, they're like, oh, yeah, you got to get shots with this with this guy. They're like, okay, cool. It's like, it's like for me, it's like, oh, yeah, it's Brain Buster. And they're like, oh, shit. Yeah, okay. Like, when are you like, when can we yeah. kind of get some shots or whatever? <laughs> um, and it's just like, that's always such a cool feeling that somebody recognizes my work or like, you know, you'd be talking to somebody you're like, oh, yeah, I do photos or whatever. And they're like, okay, cool. Do you have like Instagram or whatever? Like, yeah, yeah, I go by this on Instagram. And they're like, oh, shit, that's you. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't really like post pictures of myself or whatever. Um, but yeah, I can imagine what the the response from Santana Ortiz was because like those dudes are the best. They're so much fun to photograph and like just like the coolest uh, dudes to work with. So I can imagine their response when they figured out that was you and you'd gotten yeah. all these cool shots. I was like, oh man, this is a this is a cool feeling. I was like, wow. Yeah, it makes you it <laughs> makes you really feel like a part of it. And sometimes as a yeah. photographer, you can kind of feel like you're on the outside edge of of kind of everything happening. And that's by design to some degree, you know, to to be this like outside observer, but also with like wrestling and stuff like that, it's such a, a camaraderie and like the, such a family that like um, sometimes being on that outer edge of it feels a little bit weird and a little bit disconnected. So like yeah. to be so welcomed in by people like that and, and people that are like um, genuinely like really uh, happy about your work and like really uh, like thankful and appreciative um, can make a huge difference. I mean, Santino Ortiz hung out, at like three o'clock in the morning after getting waffle house, uh, after an AEW show in February, because I hit up Santana. I was like, yo man, I'm going to be at this show. Let's like get some photos or whatever. And like, it ended up that we did it in the parking lot of their hotel at like, like literally two or three in the morning. And it was freezing cold outside. And they were like 
So yeah, I mean, whatever you want, like, let's do it. And like, just so like into it, um, because I'd worked with them at AAW a bunch and we got a bunch of cool photos out of it and stuff like that. And so, yeah, dude, it just, to be, to be felt welcome and stuff like that and appreciated and like that your photos are being remembered more than just like being posted on Instagram to get some likes, to sell some merch, to get tickets to the next show or whatever. Um, rules, man. It's a, it's an awesome feeling for sure. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Definitely. All right. And then the last one, um, experience that you've had because of shooting wrestling that you wouldn't have had otherwise. Um, I feel like we've already been through a bunch of them with like the cage of death, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, shooting. Um, what was the other, uh, like the, the new Japan show for your first, your first ringside or your first, yeah, I'll probably say those things like tournament of death, CEO, new Japan. Did you do uh, Tournament of Death as well, or were you talking about Cage of Death? No, no, Tournament of Death. That was the only one that I did. Yeah. Oh, I okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I missed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Cage of Death is like, it, that looks intense. I was like... <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm thinking about, uh, maybe I just misheard you, and I was thinking about how uh, uh, Earl's first first ringside was a cage of death it was like yeah the, i heard that on, i heard that yeah and i was like wow they just threw you into the cage of death like it was nothing earl but <laughs> yeah I, I, I like i love earl man i love Earl. yeah he's great, I, like, he's great. I, I, I met him met him a couple of times and then it's funny because uh we were uh we were in the parking lot of vxs and, yeah uh, recently yeah and he was there and he didn't recognize me. I was like, yo, Earl, hey, how you doing? He goes, hey. And I was like, oh, second gunny. And I took off the mask. And he goes, hey. <laughs> so, um, yeah, tur- Tournament of Death. Like, I-, I could probably say Tournament of Death and uh, CEO of New Japan was definitely something that I didn't think I was going to shoot. And especially, well, especially CEO of New Japan because, like I said, I was always into wrestling. Didn't know I was going to fall into the the rabbit hole that I did right now mm-hmm. in which I didn't think I was going to shoot it and that completely like opened doors like it was like I, I can't I can't be more happy than what is had what is done now right. especially. when that's the first thing on your portfolio it's going to open a lot of doors so like yeah. that that changed your whole trajectory as a photographer like that or as like shooting wrestling anyway, like you, you have that one opportunity, um, you know, and like you, you take all of this knowledge and, and the skill that you've, you've uh, accrued before that, uh, take some awesome photos. And then it's like, okay, you have really great photos of a huge event. It's like, that's, that's your, your passport into anything that you mm-hmm. want to shoot really. Uh, so yeah, it just changes the whole trajectory of, of um, what you're able to shoot, which then, you know, builds on top of that. And it just, it snowballs. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hell yeah, man. Well, that's awesome. Uh, I think that's an awesome place to end it. For anyone that's not already following you online, where, where can they find you at? Uh, Second Gunny is uh, 2ndgunny. Uh, and uh, same thing on Twitter. Second Gunny. Hell yeah. Or Second Gun uh, NY. Either way you want to say. Or Second Gun NY, like I didn't know. So. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, man. Well, this is a great conversation. Thanks for joining me, David. Yeah, yeah, definitely, man.